Hey guys. Hey, how are you? We're back. <laughs> that was kind of awkward. But we're back. Um, first of all, apologize if like you hear makeup in the background. I decided to do a get ready with me today, even though it's like what six <laughs> in the afternoon. In the evening, Katie. This girl has no sense of time, but we're back with another episode for you guys. <laughs> this is our only source for enjoyment. Just kidding. But, but yeah, for this episode, we thought we'd really dive into the double standards society really has and how two-faced it is towards men and women, girls and boys in literally every aspect of life and social media and education. Like girls okay, now that I tell everything girls do is like sexualized. Mm-hmm. Like girls can like shower. Say, hey, I wanna shower. And guys will be like, it's taking you with you like no, I can shower myself. Mm-hmm. Very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sad thing is, and not just girls. Like as much as me and Kaylee, we're both girls, guys, and we're gonna talk about our side. But I think we fail to realize guys also go through it too. Mm-hmm. Not, and you know what I'm really glad recently, like on TikTok or like social media, male rape is being like more like you know shown because it is a thing, and some people are so ashamed to talk about it, which makes me so sad because regardless of what you identify as, rape is rape. Like, just because your genitals are different, mm-hmm. I identify so sad. That way. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know one thing that sucks? Just the whole stigma around mental health in general and the stigma, uh, and, the stigma and mental health for men yeah. itself. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for, like, girl power, feminist. Yes, I do qualify. But, like, I think some girls fail to realize, or some people, Able to realize being a feminist or whatever does not mean that women are more than men. We're just asking to be everybody to look at the same level, right? Nobody's greater, nobody's less, everybody's the same person, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of race and everything and, and everything that's going on. And I think some people just really fail to see that. Like, mm-hmm. like one gender isn't better than another gender is literally what, a social construct. Yeah, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, you can say, like, yeah, God made two bodies, but that's sex, babe. That's mm-hmm. not what it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, regardless of what religion you follow, it all starts with something, something big. Maybe the universe, maybe some gods, maybe some spirit created us, right? And it says two people were sent on. But it, it, we have moved so far. From now, we are in the new future generation, and things have started to change. And that means new beliefs are also coming out, you know? People have their own opinions and new beliefs. And as much as it's okay and good to remember, like, our past and our, like, folktale that started us, really, we need to start thinking about now putting now circumstances into, like, thought. If that makes sense, right? Kaylee, do you want to talk near the camera? We are cutting it a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, 
Yeah, just to keep it closer. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And like one thing is just okay. I want to say like as of twenty twenty one, we have gone back and forth. I'd like to say as in progressing towards the new like you know generation and new ideas and new future. I feel like we've gone back and forth. Like for example. Mm, what's a good example? Like the Black Lives Matter, right? It has some good effects and it had some bad effects. It's like everything has pros and cons, right? Right now, I don't even want to, I don't even know what to say. Have we moved forward or have we gone backward? Because we're in that little gray area. Do you, do you know what I'm thinking? Mm, are you talking about like the separation between two sides of thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just talking about the two sides of thinking um, in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people are still kind of like stuck in, okay, the, like everyone's lives matter and someone else shouldn't be paid for it. But also, like, if this group of people is being treated badly, it shouldn't be happening if this other group has so much privilege and mm-hmm. yeah I feel like this is a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that 100% and I feel like okay there was a separation of thinking right and one group starts to stand up and then saws are like okay we're treating it fairly I want my justice right they wouldn't need to ask for that they wouldn't have to go through four lengths to get what they like feel like they deserve if they were treated fairly from the start I feel like it also applies to like um, everyone of ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. That, like, okay, like the other day I saw this TikTok where um, someone was making a remark towards white people, and of course the joke, like it was funny, but there were some people that did get offended by it. So in my eyes, that was a bad joke after realizing it hurt people's feelings. And then one of like the creator made another video about it saying that he wasn't gonna take it down just because it hurt some white people's feelings. And then all the comments were saying that white people deserve to get bullied. Mm-hmm. Okay, no white people, no one deserves to get bullied. Mm-hmm. Treat other people mm-hmm. how you want to be treated because in the end, you're stuck together. And mm-hmm. now you don't want to make someone else feel like how you felt. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Just in general, bullying is just not okay. Unless you're a, you're a Republican. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but like, yes. <laughs> That's my sister in the back. She's agreeing from downstairs. Oh my god. Okay, so like, there's some Republicans that I do not like. Like, they genuinely don't use logic and common sense. But if you're solely a Republican just for the political views of it, then okay. I'm fine with it. Here's the thing. I respect a Democrat, a liberal, a Republican. I respect it. I mean, yes, we have to get to the point where we respect each other's opinions and values because that's what mature human beings do. But if you make it your personality trait, I won't hesitate to call you out on your bullshit. I don't think Kaylee would either. 
feel there's a difference between believing it and becoming yeah what you're saying Yeah. The boundaries again. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And you know, one other thing I want to put out there is just okay, I have seen people talk about how people, well, if you're a minor, why do you get yourself involved in politics or getting your just knowing what's happening there? And what I want to say about that is it's going to like, okay, so the election and everything already happened. What's done is done, but it's, I don't think it's wrong to know what, what the what's happening in the world. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's good. Maybe don't get too engrossed into it. You know, maybe don't take it too seriously. But it is good to educate yourself. It is good to know what's happening. You know, that's never a bad thing. And I don't know why people or adults look down on that because it's good if a kid wants to know what's happening. That means they want to know what's going on in the world, and that's such a good thing because they want to learn. Yeah. Right? And- like everyone makes an impact especially here and Mm -hmm. i like to make the world better everyone should be educated on what's going on and why Mm -hmm. while getting information from credible sources because there is Mm -hmm. some information that like is not valid at all and is not from sources that like are reliable and i feel like that also needs to be appraised because there are, I feel like the lack of education and finding credible sources is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of kids our age actually know what sources are credible. And I feel mm-hmm. like we taught a lot better. Yeah, I got that. Because honestly, is, yeah, we guess it's actually 100% true. Honestly, it's just the whole, <sighs> well, like, well, how about we put aside politics and anything regardless of that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. And okay, what do you think about? So we started this off by talking about the differences in the double standards that men face and what women face as well, right? How do you think? Let's talk about how it affects social media for a second, because that's the big thing, literally, right now, as it is COVID. It's I mean, anybody can get famous, literally, off of anywhere. But here's the thing, if if any of you guys have TikTok, I, I I'm sure most of you do, you know adults who are listening, have you guys noticed the people who tend to get famous on that app are rarely for their talents, rarely. I mean, it does happen, but it's rarely for that. It's mainly for looks. Yeah. And behind that, like, don't get me wrong, everybody on that app is literally freaking beautiful. Like, I just look at him and I just like admire you guys' faces. But, like, if a guy gets famous, right, it's because he's hot and people follow him and there's no backlash or anything, right? But then if a girl gets famous, I'm like, oh, wow, you're so pretty and she gets hyped. And then people start commenting, why did she get hyped again? Or then here comes the weight comments, like, oh, you should lose some weight. Or no, you you should eat more. Or be like, oh, maybe that style's not for you. You know, and it can happen to guys too. Like maybe like, you know how guys started wearing eyeliner and everything like that? Mm-hmm. I've seen some comments where girls were like, maybe the eyeliner's not for you. Like, And my just, question to like everyone that makes those comments is, what is the issue that someone is living their life how they want to, that you feel the need to impose on them? Use of the words. 
like you see someone is happy doing what they want you see someone genuinely happy in their skin which is rare these days like mm-hmm. every teenager is incredibly insecure and it's probably due to some trauma mm-hmm. that happened but you could honestly forget about trauma you don't know your trauma mm-hmm. but you are and mm-hmm. like it's just irritating like why do you just see someone being happy and then get automatically go to attack them? Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't get it. They're not really living. Yeah, yeah because as you said, it's literally rare to find a happy teenager these days. Literally, either someone's like depressed or has anxiety or some mental illness, mm-hmm. or you know, literally, I'm. This is through the background. I'm so sorry, but. Um, I think she's like watching the new Lynx Club show. <laughs> it's, oh my god. Okay, but well, I think it's trash, by the way. But it, it really is. It's a disappointment. But as I was saying, literally, you don't know what people are going through. And for example, some people like to use makeup as like, okay, makeup as like, you know, a way to express or just use it to, you know, feel good about themselves, which makes them feel better, right? And I don't feel the need, like, immediately, okay, for example, I cannot talk straight, but for example, if I see a TikTok, right, on my For You page, and it's this beautiful girl with this amazing, like, going out look, right? It's amazing. I remember seeing this. She had, like, a little red lip on and, like, a really nice smoky eye with, like, green eyeliner and this, like, beautiful, like, green satin dress on. And, like, um, I was looking in the comments, and they're like, oh, I think you need to, they're, like, calling her cake face, and they're like, oh, that's way too much makeup. And I was like, she looks good. I don't see the problem. Makeup is there to put on your face and to literally experiment with it. I don't, that's not your face. That's not your body. I don't get why you're commenting on that. Literally, if she's happy, like, leave her alone. Because she looks, she looked great. I think I still have it on my phone. But, like, she looked amazing. And, like, people were like, that's too much. But, like, you're so pretty naturally. And I feel like that's such a backhanded compliment. Uh-huh. Sometimes. Like, okay. Just in general, I hate the backhanded compliments you get. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you look so good without your glasses. Oh, you only look good with my glasses on. So, like, shut up. Like, okay, what goes, what goes through people's head, honestly speaking? Like, you, mm-hmm. what you were going to say, you realized, oh, that probably would hurt someone's feelings and that probably sounds mean. And you said it anyways. It is not that hard to keep comments to yourself. It's not hard. Some people are just true bitches, to be honest. I'm so sorry, but some people are just bitches, honestly. But, but, okay, we talked about the girl's point of view, right? Let's talk about the boy's point of view. I have many guy friends as the UK, right? And I hear from them how, okay, in general, we have reached to the awe and hope of culture where it's sort of like you kind of need to show all aspects of your outside self to get someone to like you. That's what point of life we are in. I'm so sorry for my sister. <laughs> but um, I know some people, some girls who have met amazing guys, right? And immediately they're like, oh, he doesn't have abs. Yeah. And it's immediately like a deal breaker for them. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, they immediately, like, 
anyways um it's like they think it's an immediate deal breaker if they're not like skinny or like have abs and like realistically um it's the beauty standard for both genders like Mm -hmm. it is i don't know if any of you guys know but like all the athletes of course you guys know it is so hard to keep abs it's so hard to maintain like props to you guys who do seriously that's like insanely good if you like take care of your body and keep those abs because literally i will get abs and then eat what it is beer yeah i'll drink like water genuinely and then i'll lose the abs like um yeah yeah i feel that and for girls like Mm -hmm. they're expected to like have those skinny waists like height height to waist and i'm like that's Mm -hmm. just not biologically reasonable yeah for some it's just genetics you know some genetics come into play and like it irritates me because women aren't engineered to have that body like it Mm -hmm. is normal to have rolls it's normal to have saggy boobs it's normal to have like cellulite it's normal to have all the things, but we've just normalized it so often that we just always feel insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yes. Also, I'm going to put out there, like, there's some, like, okay, athletes in general, girls, or, or I'm going to talk about the girl side because as me and Kate, we're both play sports and we're both athletes. And what I'd like to say is we both, I can't be like, work, like, you know, for soccer, you push yourself a lot, dude, right? You're like, it, and like it's still I remember when we like in, I think this was eighth grade I remember we were both crying over our bodies for some reason like do you remember we were on FaceTime and we were crying and it was because like we had this talk where we were like we're not skinny and like that's okay because of working out and having sports it matters how well you do good in the not your body like if your body's like healthy enough and has lower body strength if you're fit and you're strong that's what matters. Also, starting to work out for you and to be healthy is a mindset people need to like have. Because I remember when we both used to work out for the body. And remember how unhappy we were? Like, I genuinely remember, like, Oh, okay. Hey. So you're talking about, like, what you vividly remember? Oh, okay. I remember, like, when I was younger, maybe eighth grade, I know mm-hmm. it extended into freshman year. I know it for a fact that mm-hmm. um, I used to feel really guilty whenever I ate anything. Like mm-hmm. I would eat an apple and be like, um, should I be eating this, honestly? Mm-hmm. I like breakfast, like for breakfast, my family eats like bread with milk or something. And I'd question if I should be eating the bread in the morning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was so sad. I genuinely feel bad for myself. Yeah. But I remember for me, I struggled with body image so much. Like, I remember growing up, I was very skinny. You saw pictures of me, right? I was like very, very skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see my ribs to one point, and I, that's just how I was. And then in middle school, I started gaining weight. But like, when I was skinny, I thought I was fat, like, all the time, dude. 
I think it was maybe because when I started putting on weight, I needed to put on weight because that's when I started getting serious into tennis. And if any of you guys play tennis out there, you guys know. Oh my God, my sister. <laughs> no, but if any of you guys play for tennis, uh, you need to have the lower body strength. Like, you need to have a lot because tennis is all about endurance and running and keeping stamina, right? And that comes from your lower body. And so you need like good quads and bodies and you need to be able to be strong, right? And I, I was like, I needed to put on weight so I could start training myself. And when I was putting on weight, I was literally so insecure, so, so, so insecure. I probably put on a five pound, and I was not that small. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was not, I was immediately stopped wearing hoodies. I went to gym with like very big hoodies. And I remember it was the same blue champion hoodie. <laughs> It's still in my closet over there, but I used to wear that 24-7 to hide myself. And the fact that I didn't look bad to what I thought I did, just because I put on a couple of weight. And I was totally average. Yeah, mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you and me both finally like started losing myself. Actually, year for you, like I think October, you started really to like, this market of a show you've experienced with your son. Yeah. I remember. Like, I've gone into the mindset where, like, if you have an opinion on my body that's really cool, keep it to yourself. That's, that, like, that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really funny that you think you can have an opinion on my body when you're not living my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're so funny, you should be a comedian. Yes. And I feel like both of us, like, we both started experimenting with our own style once we had our little friend. Mm hmm. Senior around the campus, and like, I can't remember, like, we have a day in here now with like a jumpsuit or whatever. I don't know if it's on my office, but for now, but like, it's okay. I mean, yeah, mine are okay. I kind of like hot in here. I mean, like, being honest, um, my mom is like one of those people that does give those backhand compliments, like, she does say, okay, like. I feel like you would look better in that other dress because it makes you look skinnier. Like, okay, that that kind of hurt my feelings, but anyways. And I feel like every day I did wear clothes that I really liked. But again, she would always just tell me like I would look better in tighter clothes or like less baggy Mm -hmm. pants. I would look better in a tank top. I don't know. Yeah. Mm Others in general do the best. They're like there to be honest with you. But there's a difference between criticism and being a critique. Criticism is just full on negative remark. Being a critique is helping you. You know, helpful advice. Not negative remarks. And I feel like that's the only reason like I genuinely push myself too over the edge with sports. Is because like I I was really good as a kid. Like I was always the best on my team. And then like I started losing interest in the sport just solely because of my parents trying to push me so hard all the time. Like they would expect me to go out and practice every weekend when I didn't want to. And I would have just rather like chilled in my house because I was so tired. Of what? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what I was tired of. But, yeah, it was starting to irritate me. And I think the only reason I started pushing myself harder is because of that. 
not even for myself, but because of that. Mm -hmm. Those are your parents' question and something else I need to like stop working. Like a hobby or anything like that. Yeah. No, like like did you have like any other hobby or something that you really like to do that you eventually stopped because of how much your parents pushed you? Is that soccer? Nothing comes to mind, but I'm trying to think because I haven't really been into anything. Oh, instruments. Same. I used to play piano. Like, okay, okay. Funny story time. Again, continue the story from like elementary school. I got the saxophone, but I was late to my first session. And if you know me, I hate being late. She does. I hate being late. And if you're late to something, I automatically don't like you. Unless I know you personally, like I don't like you. That's why she hasn't dropped me yet. She likes me the most. And <laughs> and I was I was late to my freaking first class because of my dad, who's always late, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go in. So I just kind of sat out there outside of the room until the class ended and my actual class started. And I just didn't want to go in again. I didn't want to go in. <laughs> and uh, eventually I did end up going to like a few of the classes, but then my parents told me I should just keep practicing, like start practicing, start practicing it because you missed out on that one class, keep practicing it. And I never did. I never practiced it because it like annoyed both of my sisters. They were deeply annoyed by it because the saxophone is loud. And like I live in an apartment, so like it's very small, like genuinely small. Like I could literally walk to my living room in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> the sound rang out everywhere. I'm pretty sure my neighbors heard it too. Um, so I just never practiced it. And then I just decided to give it up because my parents just kept bugging me about it. Yeah. I thought that. I have a similar story. In the second grade, we had this instrument fair. I used to live in Martinez. So I had, our school had this instrument fair where you look at like uh, high school kids. And they would come down during lunch and they'd play all different types of instruments. And you can go and ask them questions about instrument fair. Like what type of music it was, and I was like, so I used to do choir too, elementary choir, just like that. And um, I went to like the fair with my friends, you know, all like imagine like a second grade humor before I bring in going to the group instruments. And I brought the piano, and I actually used to play the clarinet, the flute, and the piano, like three instruments. And like I, I played those two, and I looked at the piano, and I was like. Whoa, because it looks so rejected. Like, as in a class, when I common as piano is, um, the, the girl I remember, this girl who's playing it literally looks so rejected. Literally rejected. Like, she was like, dude, she was playing piano so fast because the beat would go up and down, up and down. I was like, whoa. And I wanted to learn, and I did. Like, I could play Mary the Little Lamb. I could play Justin Cruz. I think I made happy birthday on the piano, but I was good. But then in third grade, when I like got signed up for recitals and stuff like that, my parents started giving me my back about piano. They're like, "Did you go to lessons? Okay, show me what you learned." And I had a little performance anxiety for my parents. I was like, 
I feel like parents just don't notice, but they push their kids a little bit overboard, and that's the reason they don't like what they like anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like a kid, right? You're trying to talk to your parent for stress, just like some old friends. It's like, if you're a kid, you need to work on this. Mm-hmm. So like, no, it's not normal. It's normal to feel stressed, but it's not normal to feel overwhelmed. And it's not normal not to need help. We're reaching out, but we're not listening. Yeah. And like, parents say these things that are like, like, for example, they say, you should be wanting to be the best at this. You should be wanting to be better. Like, no, you shouldn't tell me what I want. I could honestly not be the best. Like, that's not me. I don't want to be the best. But they Mm -hmm. desperately want you to succeed and have you. Which is good. Yeah, like, you should want your kid to succeed, but you shouldn't overbear them with so much pressure that, like, they start having mental breakdowns every night. Uh, are you trying to call me out right now? I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like, yes, I do agree with what you're saying. I feel like some parents are doing a really good job at, like, trying to adapt, you know, to their kids' mental health, trying to see if they can help in any other way. Mm-hmm. Our parents are just not realizing Like, I don't want to talk personally about this. If I have talked to my parents and like, oh, yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I'm crying at my stuff to sleep every night. I'm so stressed at school. I get it. I have to do this. But it's really overwhelming. I just need someone to talk to. That's my family. Not my friends. It's my family that I'm going to do. No one's better than me, unfortunately. No one's better than me. I mean, all times, but generally my family knows me better than anyone else. And I want to be able to go to them and talk. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, honestly, <sighs> changing topic. <laughs> oh, I literally froze. Um, what about you? What do you mean? Your relationship with your parents and mental health. How do you think that is? Oh, that's so funny. Okay, literally the other day, I was, um, I don't know how the topic came up, but, like, the topic of mental health came up, and for those of you who aren't, like, from a strict household of immigrant parents, that's a taboo topic. It's just as taboo as that. Yeah. Even more taboo than that, to be honest. Yeah, because, like, they didn't really grow up in an area where that was a thing. And they themselves don't think they have any mental illnesses because of the fact that they haven't heard of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, like, anytime I talk about mental health at the dinner, I'm like shut down a little bit. But. Sometimes I do get through and I do get my point across and they're like, oh, that's cool. That's your opinion, though. I'm like, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I agree with that. As, um, you know, being, I'm an American Indian, but, you know, there's always been that, like, little thing, taboo topic about mental health, but just in general. Because I can't talk to you as you think of the Indian. There's, there's literally no such thing. Like, if you go to the Indian hospital, and go be like, okay, I am depressed. I need antidepressants. They'd be like, 
No, you're not. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You just, um, just like I'm happy. And if I, if I just want to talk about this. I love India. It's my heart. It's my home country. I love the culture. I love everything about it. But India really needs to step up as a double-edged standard. Like if I go there as a girl, as a 15-year-old, soon to be 16-year-old, go step into that Indian hospital, they're gonna be like, "Why, boss? You just want to be married." They're just like, yeah. it might be for you too, but like in India still, I can go there and I might get some money, but they're like, marriage is the only way. You need to have kids, you need to have a husband to satisfy, and then you'll be happy. Oh, that's not going to make me happy. Money and like my own happiness is going to make me happy. And there's still that stigma. First of all, child marriage. Mm, no, no. I have had so many times I'm going to India. I have like my grandparents from there. So when's the marriage? I shit you not. They'd come to my school and they'd be like, oh, have you, do you know how to cook? No, I burned it all, but like, it's fine. Me. That's like the stigma. Literally, the olden, like, you know, rules. Is there, is that, like, that's the view too? Like, the olden rules that are still there. There's so many sweetness. I don't can see where the double standard lies so like in mexican culture it's normal for the women to like do everything for a guy and like especially for a dad because like Mm -hmm. my dad will get like we'll tell him hey dinner's ready my mom has his plate on the table already but i have to go get up grab my plate he doesn't really have to do that unless he willingly goes himself and like he'll be up in the kitchen go back to a seat and say can you get me a fork as if he wasn't just in the kitchen i I think indian culture is just like that if there's a scene where yes um the wife puts the plate and has to feed the husband first then feeds the kids then eats herself by herself and that's not how it is in my family my mom does um put a plate for my dad but you know I have to set up the table and then go eat and then my mom will eat. The wife has to eat after the husband I and the children like eat. It's kind of like the same thing, but it's the serving order for me. My dad gets his food first, then we get our food, and then at the end, my mom finishes like making the tortillas and like warming up all the food and putting it on her plate, and then she goes to sit down. And by the end, my dad's halfway through his food, and we're already like almost done. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, not very. I don't think like our parents just meant to do that. Just what they've been told, and that's they're just they're sticking as like schedule orders. Like I remember, like if we had went back to like India, and like my whole extended family, like I don't know if you guys, I might be thinking you. But like, I don't know if you guys know that extended family in India, there's like 600 cousins I don't even know about. I swear to God. It's not so bad on this part. I forget their names. There's just too many. There's like 20 cousins and just like 
one uncle. What about the other two? Oh my god. Oh. But yeah, it's like the men with me, then the kids with then all the women um eat at the end. Like every male has to eat and then only women. And I know in some villages like India, like when I did go to these villages when I was very young, um it, the men would eat on a higher surface. And once they're done, the women would eat on the ground on the lower surface. What? Mm-hmm. Like on a banana leaf. Like when these banana leaves are really good, they eat on the ground. Like food on the banana leaf on the ground. Now the husbands eat on the table. I never really understood that. I thought that was really really hygienic. Yeah, very. I don't know. Why not just eat after when on the table? I don't know. I was too young and I never saw the real like, problem with that when I was younger. No. I feel like all now the people going on like misogynistic rules, you know? Mm-hmm. For everyone, but they're there. They're definitely. Mm-hmm. Going on to like cultural things, just in general, that I feel if you're a woman, I think of us in like 10 years. In 10 years, we're going to be 25, 24, 25, 26, now we're 20s, we're 20s. We're going to be done with college. I'll still be in college or med school. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, but in general, I think once you hit like your teens, people are going to start asking you marriage questions, you know? If I'm being honest, my mom already asked me about that. Like, <laughs> like I'll be at the table and she'll be like, so you have a boyfriend? How's that? How's that going? And then, like, the topic of marriage and kids will come up, and I'm like, as of right now, I don't really think I want. It's like I'm okay with like a partner, but like adopt a plan. Like kids aren't in my plan right now. Maybe in the future. And that's okay. I don't know. But as of right now, mm-hmm. I don't. And then she brings up, she's like, "No, you're just not thinking right. You're not in the right mindset. You just don't know what's right yet. And when you grow older and your brain matures, you'll want kids." And I'm like, "Okay, okay." No. Um, it's my I, mean, right, but I get that. And I think my plan, hmm, hmm, if you really don't want me to have a boyfriend, hmm, it's about having a four to have a boyfriend. Um, for them, whenever they get married, it's me and my mom, and my mom says, don't get married.
and I have limited setbacks, which I don't know if men are capable of being aware. But then again, there's still so much to talk about. But obviously, I want to learn, but it's just I don't know yet. And I'm saying, if there's ever going to be a person who's going to be okay with like all the baggage that I can Talk closer to the computer. You're doing great, sweetie. Doing great. You're doing vibey. I don't. I don't know. No idea. Drinking coffee. Coffee. Oh my god. It's a Christmas cup. I mean, it's a swaggy cup. If we're being honest. It says jingle up a little bit. Oh, I thought you said jiggle, not jingle. And I was like, jiggle. What? Never mind that. with girls and your education with guys because I know some associate with style like if you drive like a girl and you just said it but you have a grunge instead of her you look at it and you're like oh you have so much I feel like okay so my mom is like interesting so most Mexican moms I don't know how they would react but like I feel like all of my relatives expect the girls to go into like more caring soft careers like teaching medicine nursing anything besides like cars or like music yeah because like i don't know if it's my mom's side of the family because i haven't really known them that often but my dad talks about them to me a lot for some reason and apparently um their side like is very like guy oriented mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys on their side and they kind of like expect the guys to be very tough mm-hmm. when guys have feelings too like mm-hmm. they think they expect their sons to be basically the douchey guys mm-hmm. and like basically go into like the army instead of becoming like a baker yeah, like have girls all the time go out drinking with their friends literally that's what they expect their kids to their sons to be but the girls can't go out they can't have a boyfriend they can only hang out with girls they have to stay in and study like there's obviously a gender barrier there um, question I don't know if it's just a medium thing but like if my dad and parents are friends right I automatically pretend like my mom's friend her name is Rhea I just pretend like it must be a name like a muscular name and I have to call her Rhea Anka like you know like like you know there's no way I'll go ready but I just find respect like my friend I think oh hi Uncle 
signify authority um but we do have certain like rules that you have to follow like if it's a person older than you you have to say like and they come to visit you have to say hi how are you do you want some water come take a seat basically care for them and like if you go to their house you basically so if it's their house and they're I can't, so say I go to Los Angeles to like go visit my um, aunt sometime. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to lay down on their couch most of the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, I have to like sit at at the table when they give us dinner. I sit at the table, but I have to go get my own stuff. Thank you for the food. Like, obviously, that's a, that's a normal courtesy. Like, you should be thanking people mm-hmm. for feeding you. But, like, yeah. Very, very interesting. And I can't really bother an adult. I can't question adults because they're right. Um, I can't talk over them. Uh, like, if, you were, if you're my age, I can say whatever I wanted to you. But to an adult, I have to be censored and I have to talk more maturely. And there's also mm-hmm. like term usage or like pronoun usage in like the overall Spanish language. If you're talking to an adult, you use usted, and if you're using like talking informally to anyone that you know closely, this like relates to sisters, brothers, friends, cousins. Yeah, cousins. You have to use the informal way of speaking. So like, if mm-hmm. it's an adult, like your parents, you have to you have to say like. Yes, that's needed. If you if there is a little bit of annoyance or like talking back or sassing your voice that's noted, we will come for you. My parents will come for you. <laughs> you can't stop uh-uh. the tone. Yeah. So there's like rules. The brown obvious as the Disney community, right? As the Indian community states, we're not actually the aunts, but you know, the parents we know. Um, they're so judgmental people, literally the most judgmental people. Yeah, no, my parents also literally reside like in the place I we both live in. Like if they see me like oh during season session or before season, uh, they would see me like outside with my friends at restaurants. Or like just like places where you like walking with them, right? Like it would be like a whole group. Maybe with like 15 kids, like boys and girls. But that is such a stigma. Like, oh my god, you don't Such a shame. You know, it was like exact on they just tell my parents, my parents would be like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. No. And like they'd be like, oh my you boys. They're like, oh, are you crazy? Okay. I'm like, I'm not honored. I think I'm doing good. And like the one thing parents or just adults in general cannot um, be okay with the fact that you can have fun and be smart. Mm-hmm. That's what I really want to talk about. Both of them 
people just can't master how to balance that out. It's kind of sad. Oh, I feel like also like Mexican culture is like party culture. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many parties I've been to. There's always like stereotypical people there. And like I'm always expected to go dance with either my dad or some guy. And I remember like I was at a party in Las Vegas and like yeah. there was I was when I was a kid, so like I didn't really do much. <gasps> Yeah, I was a kid. Mind you, I was maybe like 10. This is my most vivid memory, okay? That I've had in my childhood. Mm-hmm. I forgot most of it. I was like maybe um I was like <laughs> I was like maybe 10, 12. I don't know. Somewhere around that age. A guy like maybe a year or two older than me came up to me and asked me to dance. He was not cute at all. His outfit was not the move. But yeah. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to go. Like I literally looked at him and I said, no, I'm good. (laughs) And (laughs) and my mom was like, no, Kaylee, go, go dance. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like I looked at her and I looked like I was about to cry because I did not want to go. And then she was like, no, go dance. And my mom and my dad grabbed my wrists, pulled me up, and gave me to the dude. In what world is that okay? In what world? <laughs> you, they literally just said, here, you can have her to dance, even though you're like a year or two older than her. You know what I find so funny? I had the same experience. It was so irritating. I was like, How old were you? How old were you? 10 or 12. Okay, I, my fiance, was my 13th birthday. You know how she had pictures, right? I got like swipe again. I had dressed up in all new kinds of gold and my dress for the other princess. I was looking fine. Um, so what happened was I finally did a dance. So like I gave a speech and I was like, everybody else is good. And I was dancing with my friends, you know, and what happened was I sat down and I was with my aunt and my dad. And so this guy, when he comes up, I was 13, he was a senior in high school. Girl, what is he honestly?
Okay, and like extension to my story, I just remembered this. Like after we finished dancing, I went back to sit down because I I I hate dancing at parties. Like if it's a party among kids my age, I'm fine with it. But if it's like a party where adults there, like they're drinking and there are guys there that are not my type, like girls, I am not gonna dance. What is that crustiness? What? So I went to sit back down with my parents and I was like, I am not getting up from this seat ever again. And the guy came up again and was like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like be friends or something? And I was like, no, actually, no. I really don't. I would prefer if you like walked away. I was thinking that, but I just said no. (laughs) Because again, it's rude to be talking to that to a guy that's older than you. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, Kaylee, it's good to make connections. It's good to make friends. And I was like, okay, I don't want to make this particular connection because this guy has a bowl cut like an Edgar. Um, yeah, we're not trying it. But she made me go. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. This man took me into a bedroom mm-hmm. at 10 or 12 years old. Um, that is just the pedophile or anything. I was like, Bay, I don't think you I don't think you understand. I am twelve years old. I am twelve. because he was like actually trying to like do something to me and I was sensing danger so I was like okay can someone like walk in because I can't stop this guy from doing like I was 12 years old I didn't know what it was and I thought this was normal because I've seen my parents do it all the time and I was like oh this is this is what a man's supposed to be doing so I'm assuming I can't really stop him from doing it or else it's gonna seem rude some guy walked in an older guy not like to like molest me or anything just to get something because it was his room he just looked mm-hmm. at it. he saw that the guy was gonna do something looked laughed said yeah i get it and walked out guys um i changed on my word i was like i was very confused at the time because like okay when I was a kid, I, I'm i not even going to lie. I'm not going to say this on camera or in audio in any way, but I'll tell you later. I investigated a lot. And I did, I did know what stuff was. But I didn't know that it wasn't normal to have a guy get on you without consent. And I didn't know that it was normal for, that it wasn't normal for another person to walk in and say, yeah, I get it, and walk out. 
I was like, and when I realized it, I really just stood there because I I never told my mom what happened when I went into that room because I thought it was normal. And I was like, yeah, so she doesn't know what happened. She doesn't know I'm traumatized. In my case, my parents were going to rest in the kitchen. He was next to me and literally skedaddled to the other side. Oh it's not like, no, this was the thing. It kind of happens to happen. I'm just a creep here, but it ended where it did. And like, I think that he was scared me. I just, I didn't even know. But as I said, I thought it was normal. I was like, oh my God, hey, did he like me? I was so nice. I was like, oh my God, does he like me? I know. Oh my God. And then, like, I started going off, like, oh my gosh, holy shit, that just happened to me. But, like, it never really scared me, it just shocked me. I think I shocked myself because I left him and did and I thought it was normal. So, like, I kind of look back, I kind of get mad at myself. And it wasn't my fault, but I get mad at myself because I never said anything or I never said anything to him. Like, I literally have not talked to him. I don't want to say something. If I'm being honest, I'm. Like, my memory erased the guy who did that to me. Like, he erased his face. All I see is the freaking haircut, and which is honestly probably the part that my brain should have erased, but. even though I don't know most of you. Hugs either way. Positivity. Okay. Um, I, and I give a handshake to all you 45 year olds just like a handshake. Handshakes to you. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you I'm going to go have a good day. Yep. Adios. Adios, amigos.